Hey, this is Nick here. I wanted to send a quick message to the founders out there. If you're raising your first round of capital and you're not located in the Bay Area, New York City, or Boston, we'd love to connect with you. Newstack leads deals for founders that don't fit the standard Silicon Valley profile and are located in undercapitalized areas. If that describes you, or if you know a startup that fits that description, please send us an email. It's team at newstack.vc. Now here's a word from our partners. This episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western is the leading provider of venture debt and banking services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. Welcome to the podcast about investing in startups, where existing investors can learn how to get the best deal possible. And those that have never before invested in startups can learn the keys to success from the venture experts. Your host is Nick Moran, and this is The Full Ratchet. Welcome back to The Full Ratchet. On today's special segment of Investor Stories, the investors address industry trends, sectors, and markets that they think are positioned for outsized returns in the future. This is the segment called What's Next? In this special segment, we have Mamoon Hamid of the Social Plus Capital Partnership. Mamoon, are there any big sectors or trends that you see on the horizon that you think could have significant impact? And if so, could you pick out one and talk about it? Sure. Yeah. So we do a lot of investing around healthcare, education, and financial services. And I would call out our thesis in sort of education as one we're like really passionate about. And that's our desire to invest in skills as opposed to degrees and learning on demand as opposed to learning once and then that lasting a lifetime. And so really, we think that education is really kind of messed up. We think that over the next 10, 20 years, if you're going to meet the skills gap, you're going to do a lot of things very differently in education. So we've built a really nice portfolio around bridging the skills gap and creating on-demand learning experiences and consumerizing edtech as well. Like, I mean, if you go into a school today, you'll find that there's not much technology being used. And if you're a teacher in a public school, you're really paying for the technology yourself as opposed to uh, you know, having the school subsidize it. So there's a lot of stuff that's really broken in education, and we really take it to heart to make a dent there. On today's Investor story segment, we have Charlie O'Donnell of Brooklyn Bridge Ventures. Charlie, are there any big sector changes, thermals, or trends that you see on the horizon? And if so, can you select a couple that may have significant impact or experience outsized growth in the coming years? I think in general, what is being considered to be venture backable is widening in a good way. You know, actually, venture capital used to be three main categories. It was IT, biotech, and retail and consumer products, like the P.F. Changs and Blockbuster. and all. They, they were like venture-backed companies. There were some really terrific venture investors that used to do these types of deals. For one of the best was a guy who actually just passed away a couple of years ago named Jerry Gallagher, absolutely terrific retail investor. In the late 90s, if you weren't doing the dot-coms, you were basically underperforming relative to your peers. And so a lot of people switched over or the retail-specific funds kind of died out because they didn't have the same kind of performance. And no one jumped back into that category. Now, you're starting to see a little bit of that where you have 
Blue Bottle Coffee. I got uh, Venture Back. Some of the e-commerce players have started breaking into some physical retail. You've seen companies like SoulCycle and Shake Shack have huge exits and you got some of the VCs thinking, hey, wow, wait a second. Like We would have liked to have been angel investors in some of those companies. And so a lot of VCs are kind of looking over their shoulder to creating experiences around physical spaces. You look at a company like Tough Mudder, which never took any angel money and is doing well north of $100 million in revenue. And so those types of models where you say, well, you know, there's not a lot of technical achievement there. But they probably acquire most of their users online just like anybody else. And efficient, scalable, well-margined business model, I think VCs are opening up to a lot of different things. Actually, what just got announced today is I led an investment in a food company called Hungry Root. And they make packaged food, which right now is mostly dominated by the cruddy frozen dinners you get in your supermarket aisle. And this is super fresh vegetable-based meals that have a 10-day shelf life and a seven-minute prep time. And it's incredibly convenient. And they're delicious and healthy. We've seen a huge first month for the company. And so it's really exciting. And yes, there's technology that goes into how they package their stuff and the distribution process. And all the orders are online. But it's food. I mean, it's kid ourselves about what it is that we're selling. And it's a huge category. I mean, people are looking for healthier, faster, more convenient options. At this point, if you're a VC, you've heard of Carta. You've probably even accepted securities from a portfolio company on the platform. It feels like every new company is using Carta, and there's already 16,000 VC-backed companies on the platform. They also offer tools and services for VCs like fund administration. Carta has an army of fund accountants delivering high-quality service and dedicated teams of engineers constantly improving the functionality of their user-friendly investor platform with in-app quarterly reporting, real-time fund metrics, LP portals, and more. It's also easy to switch from an existing fund administrator or to augment your in-house team with their service. Learn more about their services at carta.com forward slash investors. In this episode of TFR is brought to you by Pacific Western Bank. Pacific Western specializes in providing financial services to startups, growth stage companies, and their investors, helping to navigate financial obstacles by providing access to funds and expertise. Pacific Western's customized products and team of venture banking specialists provides a banking experience designed specifically with startups and VCs in mind. If you run a tech company or if you invest in tech companies, it's strongly advisable that you build a relationship with the folks at Pacific Western. Go to pacwest.com to learn more. On today's special segment, we have Tom Tungus. Tom, are there any big sector changes or trends that you see on the horizon? And if so, can you talk about what may have significant impact and or what's positioned for outsized growth in the coming years? I think machine learning, you know, deep learning is a big trend. You know, what's really great is there have been a bunch of technology advances that the big companies like Google and Facebook and Baidu and others have really advanced. And like the deep learning stuff is interesting for that. But even just basic machine learning really hasn't been applied at scale to software companies. The, the most successful manifestation of it so far is probably Relate IQ, which is a company that Salesforce bought that has some intelligence around um, extracting data from your email and your calendar in order to update your CRM records. 
But I think machine learning is going to take, is really going to infiltrate a lot of different software. I mean, every different piece of workflow software should be recommending to the person who logs in what you should be doing today, right? Whether it's calling the set of customers or the set of patients. And so I think that's a really big trend that we really haven't seen yet. Yeah, I recently purchased a, an Echo. Oh, um, what do you think? I think it's cool so far. I'm really anticipating what's coming. Yeah. Um, to your point on, on machine learning, and you know, I want to see where it can go, if it can adapt and learn and you know, have sort of that negative latency decision-making. Yeah. I, I mean, I think speech is another really big area that uh, deep learning is going to impact a lot. You know, I, did you see this movie, Her? Did you watch that movie? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yeah. So I, the, the thing, you know, set the story aside for a second. The thing that I love about that movie is the human-computer interaction. Like the fact that the guy, you know, he's, he's writing love letters and he's just talking to his computer. He dictates this letter and then he says, print. And then the printer prints, right? Or he says, play a melancholy song in the elevator. And it plays a melancholy song and it reads his email. And like, if you use Android, you know that we're really close. Like, I have a Nexus 6 and I can say to my Nexus 6, okay, Google, play Coldplay on Spotify, right? Or, okay, Google, what's the weather today? Or, okay, Google, remind me to buy milk when I get to the Safeway, yep. right? And, and it will do all those things, right? And so it's, it's um, I think that's going to be a transformative uh, wave. Agreed. I love it so much. It's, it's been super helpful to me so far. Um, and if, when they get it integrated with my personal task manager... Yeah, I, I use Remember the Milk, so right now I'm transporting all my messages from Alexa and over to it. But when they make that add-on, it's going to be even better. Yeah, I agree, 100%. That will wrap up this installment of Investor Stories. Head over to thefullratchet.net to leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter, or find resources discussed on any of the episodes. Until next time, remember to over-prepare, choose carefully, and invest confidently. Thanks for listening.